Hello, you've reached the Running From Diabetes hotline. To enter a race, plus one. To enter your blood sugars, press two. To gripe about being a diabetic, press three. To listen to the podcast, press four. Welcome to the Running From Diabetes Podcast. This is Kevin Kilograms, and this is my audio journal of my life dealing with diabetes as I train for endurance sports. Hey, this is Kevin Kilograms with Running From Diabetes. It is Tuesday, I think it's uh, the 22nd. Surprisingly, when you don't do paperwork every day, I don't see the date all that much, even though it's on my watch, I don't look. I'm not wearing a watch today, that's why I don't know the date, but I did the math, I think Thursday of Thanksgiving, 24th, subtract two days, basic math, works for me, (laughs) basic math, my daughter is in calculus, one of my daughters, and uh, she had a word question that, um, based on uh, how much concrete, you know, you were given the amount of concrete you needed or ordered, and you were going to do a concrete ribbon around a garden, and you needed, you had, I think, a couple basic dimensions, but you didn't have all the dimensions sounds simple but in the world of construction you know of course she comes to me yeah you're a contractor you could figure this stuff out well sure in the real world you don't figure the dimensions out by how much concrete order you you know what figure out what you want and then determine the amount of concrete but working at a problem inversely isn't the end of the world and <laughs> So I showed her how, you know, I would have figured this out. You know, okay, you've got this ribbon around, you figure the base, the height. She goes, what about the corners? And I said, well, see, here's with concrete. There's no such thing as an an accurate, totally accurate figure. You can try, and technically you could get one from what you pour, but what you end up with would always be short or over, depending on how you set your forms, you know, you might have bleed out underneath, you have all these different things, so you, you don't order based on, you order based on not figuring or, excuse me, figuring in the corners as an overage, I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but, <laughs> you know, uh, and whatever concrete you have left over, typically if you can get it close, you you're left with a little over. You always want a little over, not a little under. And you can throw that away. And Okay, so, needless to say, now we're dealing in a, cal- in a calculus situation, and everything's got to be exact, and I couldn't figure it out. For the life of me, I was just baffled, working backwards. Um, and the reason... I, 
I couldn't figure these corners out. How to add the end of these corners. I even had the uh, the answer. You know, it's one of those chapter assignments where you go in the back of the book and look up the answer. But it doesn't show you how to do it. It just shows you the answer. So I put the answer in and I worked it forward, backwards, left, right, up, down. And I couldn't get it to connect. So, <laughs> welcome to, you know, I'll admit, I never, you know, I was pretty good at math. You know, I went through calculus. I was a, an engineer major when I went into college. And I really enjoyed the math. But it's been decades and the only math I use is a heavy a heavy geometry and I use a lot of um think honey 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 Shh. she wants to cross over it's a squirrel it's driving her nuts um it is heavy um I don't want you know like Pythagorean uh, the Pythagorean theorem Roofs are based on Pythagoras. Uh, obviously, a lot of geometry, a lot of uh, spatial math, but calculus and an exact science, the home building can be, but that's where the engineers and the architects get the contractor in trouble. For some reason, the sawmills never give, you know, the most accurate dimensions can't tell you how many studs I've gotten that are an eighth over or an eighth under which is fine if you know it and you make adjustments for it but if you're just gonna start throwing studs up knowing that you got this um, not knowing that you have this eighth over eighth under and it changes of course boards are cupped warped bent crowned you know, it's not a, you know, concrete's worse. Concrete is, you know, it dries, it retains water, it gives off water. You know, there's one of the two guarantees. I used to work for a concrete contractor. He said there are only two guarantees in concrete. One, it will be hard, and two, it'll crack. <laughs> so, you know, all the building materials we use are just not in a perfect you know, can't be perfect. And so being not in a perfect world, you know, as a contractor, you ebb and flow with a lot of stuff. You bend and warp and add a shim. Well, needless to say, I, I started with this because sort of this is what's happening with me. Um, been on my my new lifestyle, my whole foods, plant-based lifestyle. Everybody keeps calling it vegetarian. It's not. It's not a vegetarian. It's not a vegan diet. I don't have a problem with consuming meat. What I do have a problem with is consuming meat to excess. And I mean real excess. So I have pretty much cut meat out of my diet except for the rare occasion that there's, you know, the other day we were at a restaurant and the salad they served, it's a family style, you know, where they serve everything in big bowls and everybody helps themselves. And the salad they served is this, it had bits of steak in it. You know, I'm not a veg, vegetarian, so little bits of steak in a giant salad 
you know, more for flavor than anything else. No problem. You know, it had a had a lot of good stuff to it. So wonderful salad, you know, avocados and all sorts of seeds and man, it was terrific. So my diet is not precise. It ebbs and flows based on an imperfect world. You know, my wife, a friend of ours loves to deep sea fish and he went out and caught some yellowtail off the, out in the Pacific here. And I guess he caught it quite a bit because he sent some glorious yellowtail steaks, yellowtail tuna. If you guys aren't familiar, it's a it's one of the more creme de la creme tunas. If you cook it to a certain point, yeah, it'll taste like tuna, but you know, you could cook like an ahi and make it rare. Um, it's more of a rare catch. And uh, so when my wife broiled these lightly so she wouldn't uh, she would add some color to the outside, but wouldn't overcook them. And they were perfectly cooked. And I took out of the steak, I took a probably a one and a half inch cube. Maybe, hmm, I'd have to say two ounces total. And then I partook in the rest of the ve the vegetables. Another reason I'm not calling myself vegetarian is I primarily cut dairy out. Heal, honey. Um, again, it's an animal product that I'm not not falling under my whole foods and there's a lot of evidence to the fact that dairy is not beneficial to us especially if you're on a vegetable whole food vegetable diet there's a lot of calcium in green vegetables don't need the calcium and believe me riboflavin is obtainable in many other sources as well and those are the two leading things they talk about um, heel, heel, we got a couple labs over here, pretty labs, this girl has got her hackle up, honey, heel, I know, heel, come on, heel, honey, come on, heel, He doesn't like dogs coming up behind her. So, uh, but again, in an imperfect world, I I stopped buying the most expensive beans because I was buying some really expensive beans. I buy them on rare occasion to run through my espresso machine, and uh, so I do buy okay beans. But I happen to not like the hard espressos that they make not nearly as much as that, that really expensive stuff I was buying you know fresh roast and from Italy and uh, so, <coughs> so I'm using steamed and frothed milk in my espressos and and we grind it on a coffee side I use a little bit of my wife uses a a creamer and then we have some non-dairy creamer and I was reading the ingredients 
And I'm just thinking, you know, if dairy's bad, this is worse. And so the lesser of two evils, come on, honey, is a tablespoon of milk or half and half in my coffees. So it's, uh, again, what I'm finding is that if I'm too rigid, it doesn't work. Other than that, let me explain what's going on. Well, I have been able to eat any time I want. The amount that makes me full. Look at this guy. Doggy's walking himself. How you doing? I love when the dogs carry their own leash. I think that is the coolest look in the whole world. Um, I have lost... We're on week two, and I've probably lost eight pounds, maybe ten pounds. Um, I have been juicing. I have been eating raw, fr raw fruits and vegetables. I've been eating whole grains. I've been cooking all sorts of crazy things to offset. Some of them I cook by myself. I don't want to force the family to have to eat what I'm eating or they'll use my main dish as their vegetable excuse me vegetable dish but I have um my blood sugars I think more like a a controlled diabetic it's I do have some highs here and I do have some lows there more lows now than I, I have in a long time but that's a matter of adjusting insulin that's a good thing and then adjusting it down less insulin means uh, less weight gain. Insulin kind of promotes weight gain. Now it kind of does. Um, the, uh, I have felt better. I have slept better. Except for when I have the lows of milk nut. I have, um... Yeah, it's quicker. This is the main thoroughfare to... For the kids to ride their bikes down to the beach is this bike trail. So, not only did I get the the racers on their road bikes ripping up and down here because so, there's no traffic, a lot of runners, a lot of exercisers, but you get a lot of, depending on the time of day, kids and people heading to the beach to go surfing and just spend, you know, it's a November, so... Only the hard, come on, no. Only the hardcore surfers. The surf is better in November. Most people don't realize that. Waves are bigger. It's based on the storms out at sea. But the water's really cold. So you have to have a heavy duty wetsuit. And <laughs> wetsuits don't keep the water out. They allow water in and allow your body heat to warm the water around you to create a a uh, what uh, a warm barrier insulation more like. So going in the water, if you've ever tried to jump into 52 degrees, 54 degrees water, it hurts. Tell so your body can warm that 
water around you. And then as you dunk yourself in the water, wetsuits are tight typically, they won't let more water in other than through the pores, which then mingles with the warmer water, so it just warms itself. But we call it flushing. And that's when like you fall off your board in a wave or get caught in that and you get caught in the, the break of the water and rolled underwater, we call it going through the washing machine. And that will shove that cold water right down your back or up your legs. <laughs> yeah. So most people who are not hardcore dedicated won't surf in November, big wave or not. At least not in our neck of the woods. What you doing? Then they got a, uh, what else? Oh, so I've been feeling better. I've been waking up. I've been sleeping, losing weight. Um, a link on my belt, uh, my belt buckle, my belt. Taking a link in, not a link, but a belt, belt hole in. So, you know, the funny thing is, is I'm really... I stopped trying to lose the weight and I'm just trying to be healthy. So, honey and I are on a little three mile walk. Uh, met up with a neurosurgeon and he gave me permission to start running again. Of course, now I haven't run in an absolute long time, so I know my lung capacity is slim to nil. So, we've decided that. We're going to approach this from an old school standpoint of walking into running and then Galloway it, you know, the run walk into the, into running with longer, longer distances and longer intervals. Keep it slow. So that's my life kind of as we're. As we're going along, just a on-the-road update. Now, here's what I, the one listener or two listeners that I do have, that, you know, probably myself and myself. <laughs> if you guys have any, girls, people, have any vegetarian, whole food style recipes that act meaty, I've gotten a lot of vegetarian recipes and they're all vegetables which is fine but I can't really create a lot of um you know I pull a, a like an enchilada would okay here's an enchilada or a taco or something of that nature where all they do is they you know they put cheese in it Enchiladas, a cheese enchilada is a vegetarian thing. And I'm like, well, you know what? That's not the whole foods. That's why I'm, you know, uh, my, my one of my son's girlfriends, she's vegetarian. So she does a lot of, they go to Taco Bell because they have the bean burrito, which is technically vegetarian. And I'm thinking to myself, well, other than the refried beans having a lot of lard in them, uh, the, the tortilla is not whole foods. It's it's a processed flour. It's I'm back into the single solitary problem. So whole food style. 
So, you know, an enchilada would be great, and I don't mind a little cheese in it. But what I'm looking for is either a vegetable or a whole flour type. Um, I, I've seen these guys. Maybe using Boca Burger and, and browning it up and putting that in would work for tacos. But that's the idea. I'm looking for ways to make standard meat-based fare, you know, uh, entrees that the non-vegan world eats, you know, pot roasts and, you know, comfort foods and chicken pot pies, and but paying attention to a whole foods lifestyle, you know, that way I can at least serve to my family with the premise of, you know, something that looks good as well as tastes good. So if you got it out there, I sure appreciate it. This is Kevin Kilograms signing off just before Thanksgiving. Feeling better and hoping this is the answer.